Well, greetings, listeners in listener land. This is St. Louis in Tune with Arnold Stricker and Mark Langston, where we size up current and historic events involving people, places, and things in areas such as the arts, crime, education, employment, faith, finance, food, health, history, housing, humor, justice, and sports. We originate from and connect the Gateway City to our country's current cultural fabric and lives. July 6th through the 23rd at Edison Theater, the Black Rep will be producing Don Trell, Who Kissed the Sea. And this is the last of the 45th series that is going on. And on the line, we have Lakeisha Glover. She's an actor-producer, native of Memphis. She has her own production company and has done some directing at the Boys and Girls Club out in Los Angeles and also is a board member of the Tennessee Williams Theater Company of New Orleans. Lakeisha, welcome to St. Louis in Tune. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. I've got a lot to cover here, and with all of that information that you have in your bio, it's great. Can you give us a little synopsis of the play that people will see, Dontrell Who Kissed the Sea? Yeah, Dontrell Who Kissed the Sea is about this young man who is called through visions, and through his visions, he's going on this journey to find an ancestor who leaped off of a slave ship during the Middle Passage. And on his journey, he's doing a storytelling, he's logging his experience so that he may pass that on to future generations. Um, It is a story that's about, it includes storytelling, music, dance, ritual. It's it's magical, actually. And I think everybody who has seen it and who's coming out to see it is going to go on this journey with Dontrell and experience this beautiful storytelling with him. Now, what part do you play in the production? I play his Dentrell's mom. Yes. I play this woman who is in love with her family, in love with her son, and the last thing she wants is to part ways with him while he goes on some journey of a vision that he has. There's a lot, a lot of hesitation. There, it starts off with some hesitation because he's my prized son. He's my straight-A student. I'm looking for him to go to a very elite school, Johns Hopkins, and then he tells me he's going to the Atlantic. So there's some hesitation. And as a mother, you want to be protective over your child, but at some point you have to release. You have had a varied career. You have a wide variety of experience. And I kind of want to start off with your eighth-grade production of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, which really (laughs) propelled you forward into the business. What was that about? We need a time. Oh, you... (laughs) Right. Well, you know, I'm an only child, so I've always, like, I connect to this character in so many different ways. I also had visions when I was younger of being this actor, or not knowing exactly what it was, but I felt like I used to pretend like these cameras were following me. And so when I was in eighth grade, an opportunity came. I was like, we're looking for somebody to play Rudolph. And I was like, oh, I was nervous, scared. I was like, okay, I'll go for it. And it was just, it was, I had on a trucker's hat with tree branches sticking out of it as Rudolph. <laughs> but when I got on that stage and I said, Rudolph's monologue, something touched me. And I was on search for that. I was like, whatever this feeling is, that I feel in my soul, I'm on a journey now. Oh. Like Dontrell with a vision, and I, and from there, I didn't know how to go about it because that world of an artist was so far away from my world. Well, I just held on to, okay, this is going to happen. How? 
I don't know. So I would start watching behind the scenes, art behind the scenes. And I remember looking on Jim Carrey's story. And I was like, okay, so if I pursue this craft, that's going to be some struggle. Uh, and still not knowing how that was going to look for me. And then I decided I was going to do psychology. So I went to college. I might not be a psychology major. And what they would do at Dilley University, DU, is where I went to undergrad. They would have you at your freshman year go to different departments and talk to them. Mm-hmm. Dep- interest, things you're interested in. Mm-hmm. And I went to the theater department and Dr. Gary Hyatt, he saw how passionate I was about wanting to be an actor. And he was like, maybe you should commit to being a theater major. Wow. I'll be real. (laughs) Yeah. And so from there, not knowing anything, because I was around so many people who came from background performing art schools, and I was just new to everything. I'm from Memphis. My accent was so Southern. I was like, my heart, my car. They were like, what are you saying on this stage? So I really, I just really worked hard. I took Shakespeare classes, did the Tulane Shakespeare Festival, studied with an uh, internship f- for a summer with Second City in Chicago. Wow. And I was, I had found what brought me joy. And, uh, and so I pursued it. So there was a lull from when you were in the, in in the in your first play until you were in in graduate school in in acting is that what I'm getting that You're... ignited me to say let me pursue this and it didn't happen again until college right so that when I decided to major in it that passion stayed in yeah. your heart for me great all the way through it that's, it that's it, it touched something in me yeah it really did and it just wouldn't let go. <laughs> it wouldn't it like, would not let go and the calling is like with Duntrell that his visions that calling kept saying you have to go it was like this is something I have to do because <laughs> I wasn't a, a lot choice I think a lot of folks would be in their high school plays or things like that but it sounds like you just you went from eighth grade all the way till when you finally said no forget psychology I'm gonna I'm gonna just Follow my heart. Follow my dream. Exactly. I did. I am, I'm looking at a bio that you have, and it says, you're an actor who isn't waiting for Hollywood for her big break. She's creating her own. And I love that because that yeah. really melds with what you just said about following what's going on in your heart and that vision for who you want to be. And you developed your own production series, your production company, Tootsie Production, and you're doing a web series. Talk about mm-hmm. Rosebud a little bit and what that's all about. And where can we uh, see that? Okay. <laughs> okay, Rose, first Tootsie Productions is named after my grandmother who passed. Rosebud was something I created when I was in L.A. I was in L.A. for 11 years, and that's another story where I wasn't performing at all. And so I created Rosebud, which is about based on the relationship that I have with my best friends. We've been friends since we were in seventh grade. And so Rosebud is about this journey of this young woman finding her passion, following her passion. I think passion is my word. Her following her passion. And along this journey, she comes across these friends who helped her, who encourages her, pushes her to find her true passion while they're also finding out who they are because we're told at a young age what you're supposed to do at a certain age Mm -hmm. and how you're supposed to do it so we want to follow that because we're looking for success right so we think success is that this code of life get a great job get married have kids 
but is that what your heart is telling you to do? And so as these girls who are in their 30s, they're discovering, like, this is not, this, there's more to what I want. So you see these buds grow into these, blossom into these beautiful roses. So right now the rosebud is in pre-production. I did sell proof of concept of the storyline, but then kind of waited too long. And there's so many concepts like that already presented on TV. So I had to go back to the drawing board, create a different direction of Rosebud, still telling the same story, but just telling it different. And so now I'm in pre-production and we should start filming January, 2023. How has, yeah, I'm very excited about that. That's really interesting because how has acting informed you in the production end and the production end inform you in your acting career? They're, they mix, but they encourage each other along the way, I would presume. They they do. One important thing is because, like I said, I wasn't waiting on Hollywood. I was going to create myself. So while I'm, I decided to create Rosebud. So I learned a lot about the production side of what it takes to produce. This is my first time producing anything, especially with film or television. My background is theater. So just learning what it takes, how hard everybody works on that, and the time and the passion that's required of that. When it came to an actor, when I'm on set or when I'm in a production, <laughs> I'm definitely more, I'm very generous. I work harder to make sure I can make everybody else roll easy. That's what, mm-hmm. when it comes to everybody on the production. And it's just a respect that I've, an appreciation, I to say, mm-hmm. of every stage of what it requires to put on a production, whether it's film, television, or uh, theater. And so it gave me a deep appreciation because 11 years, like I said, I wasn't doing acting. It wasn't until seven years ago that feeling I had in eighth grade, I tried to put it aside, you know, because I was like, okay, things aren't happening as I I thought they would happen. I started working for the Boys and Girls Club. I was director of education, but I was teaching drama. And and I also teach a lot of my, a lot of the babies about not having tunnel vision, going for your dreams, Mm -hmm. pursuing it, not worrying about what in front of you, but what you feel inside of you and let that be your guide. And after seven years, I would watch the Oscars being built. I would watch premieres on Hollywood. And I was like, God does not change, but I had got into a place where I was kind of like stuck. Mm-hmm. And then seven years later, I decided, okay, it's time. It was burning. Everybody was telling me, maybe you just should be in education. But I didn't have peace with that, so I decided to relocate to New Orleans, which everybody thought was crazy that you're leaving L.A. to pursue acting to go to New Orleans. But I don't regret it because it was like moving to a smaller demographic, building my confidence, making that connection. And... It has been a blessing that I did that. I've done travel 16 stage productions. I've recently started booking in television last year, so I've booked like six shows, two commercials I have out, and it's only up from there. Well, that, and congratulations. And Trail with the Black Rep. And this isn't yeah, your, it's not your first I'm, trip to St. Louis with the Black Rep either, is it? No. Ron would come to Dilly University, as he does, and he would teach us. And I, I loved working with him, and so I started here as a fellow with the Black Rep. And I went on to L.A., and then after I started back in 2017, I came back as a professional actor, no longer a fellow, and I did seven guitars. 
Yes, with the late Miss Linda Kennedy, Hello. which I'm so honored that I got to spend that time with her and learn from her. <laughs> and so every time I do a production, I definitely take Miss Kennedy with me, which is another thing that Dentrell talked about is your ancestors standing on their shoulders and pursuing. And so every production, I carry her and other actors that were dear to my heart who passed away with me. You had a great thing on your Facebook page that was with Denzel Washington, and I just got a little glimpse of it, but it was maybe something that you reposted from someone else, but it talked about how theater actors really have a little bit more firm foundation. I'm not dissing the film and television people, but they really develop their own and really know how to work the craft to the nth degree and expand on that a little bit more because I find that I find that a little fascinating that maybe it's the glitz and the glamour of the cameras or is it just you've got a live audience it's a little bit of both but with theater the beauty of theater is when you're on first of all before you get on stage before audience the steps that it takes and not saying as with family television you don't do that when you come from theater, you obviously train a lot. You train a lot. You go into character development. And when you're on that stage, you have to show, just say so you never leave the stage. Your character's on stage the whole entire time. And you still have to tell that story. There's no cut. There's no edit. You just have to execute. And so it's so beneficial when you translate that over to film and television because the director, from my experience, you have already, when you, when the, the, you say action, that emotion is there. Because sometimes with film, you can cheat. Let's say somebody's not giving you what you need. You can say, cut. Let's try from this angle. Let's go from this way or let's cut. Help them get into that emotion. But with the background, the training of theater, you, it's just a different honesty that comes with it. A discipline. And again, there is no downplay film actors who haven't trained or did theater. But when you have that foundation of a theater person being on a live stage and carrying a show without a cut or edit, there's a beauty in that translate in film. That's why some of the your most your favorite actors come from theater. That's a great that really in, in, enlightens on on. <laughs> on why I like certain actors and why I don't like other actors. And, I, and I'm going to investigate to see if the backgrounds are in theater. And that makes perfect sense that yeah. you really have to, you have, you're on stage yeah. the whole time. You, you, there's no editing, like you said. That makes perfect sense. I want to edit yeah. this a little bit and go to your Tennessee Williams involvement. How did you get involved with the yeah. theater company down there and become a board member? Okay, so when I first moved to New Orleans, again, it's been 10 years since I performed, and I'm like, I'm just going to start, take baby steps back into this artistry. And I auditioned for a small craft warning, thinking I'd get a little small role, and I ended up being the lead character. And so they were the first production. They were This was their second production of their first season, and that was my first production after 10 years of not performing. And from there... I did five other shows with them, and I think our chemistry, we connect so well. I fell in love with Tennessee Williams. I fell in love with Tennessee Williams, the company, the two men, August, Augustine and Nick. And one day they reached out to me a year ago, or maybe two. Look, COVID changed everything. One year makes such a difference. I'm like, I think it was like a year or two ago. And they asked if I would come on to be a board member. 
And I was very honored, and so I accepted. And because I believe in the company, it is the only theater company, Tennessee Williams Theater Company, that only does Tennessee work. And it's, it's, it's a very successful company, so I was very honored that they asked me to come on board. And and we're having our season closed this year, but it's been excellent. And I, I asked myself that question, too. I was like, why me? But I did not have to realize that sometimes, why not me? And that's the process that I'm also going through of saying that when opportunities are presented to me, it's because it was meant for me and that I deserve it. So, <laughs> so yeah, that is why they asked me to come on board and it's been successful. That's great. We'd love to put you in touch with successful. Carrie, Hauk, the uh, Tennessee Williams festival, St. Louis, and they do their festival in August. And uh, Mark and I, we went oh, to they? see, yeah, we went to see the glass menagerie and they actually performed it where Tennessee grew up on the back of one of the buildings. That was a oh, unbelievable performance. Yeah. That is a little side information. I have, I know a friend, I've been to his function many times in New Orleans, and it's the actual house that Tennessee Williams used to live in when he was in oh. New Orleans. So it's so crazy sometimes and magical, just like Duntrell, when you look at how things, how life is all connected. Everything is so connected. I went from never doing Tennessee Williams. I didn't do it in a grad in high college. But then when I come here, I start doing Tennessee Williams did more. I've done five Tennessee Williams productions. I'm spending time in a house that he lived in. Mm. And now I would like to come back in August and visit his home that he grew up with and see a production. That's that would be awesome. We are glad to be able to talk to you, and I know you, you are busy and you have to get ready. We've been talking to Lakeisha Glover. She's playing the mom in Dontrell Who Kissed the Sea, which is going to be July 6th through the 23rd. The Black Rep is putting that on. You can go to theblackrep.org to get tickets. Lakeisha, thanks very much for taking time out to talk to us on St. Louis in Tune. Thank you so much for talking to me. I was a little nervous, but I hope I spoke from the heart. <laughs> you did a great job. You did a great job. No stage fright here, Patricia. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you to you all, and thank you to Ron Hines and to the St. Louis Black Repertory Theater for having me here. I really appreciate that. We appreciate you listening to this episode of St. Louis in Tune. If you enjoyed this episode, please check out our website, stlintune.com. That's stlintune.com. St. Louis in Tune is produced in cooperation with KWRH 92.9 FM and Motif Media Group. For St. Louis in Tune, I'm Arnold Strickland.